how botanical sexism affects your allergies. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. There was a bit of relief from the drought in the Southwest as parts of Arizona and California received monsoonal rains. It was the wettest July on record in Tucson with over seven inches falling. And in Death Valley, nearly half an inch fell in a single hour, leading to flash flood warnings. However, the drought persists. At Lake Powell on the Colorado River, the second largest reservoir in the country, the water fell to just 33% capacity, its lowest level since being filled more than 50 years ago. In parts of California and the Pacific Northwest, extreme heat was expected to make new wildfires possible. Currently, more than 80 fires are burning in the West, with those in Oregon covering the most ground. Near the California-Oregon border, wells are running dry and many homes have no water. The state of Oregon is shipping 350 emergency storage tanks to the area, obtained from as far away as Oklahoma. In Northern California, almost a quarter of the wells in Mendocino are going dry. Water is being trucked in from other places, and there's a plan to bring it in by train from 40 miles away. In Utah, Governor Spencer Cox is promoting the first ever statewide program that would pay residents to remove their grass. More than 70% of water in the state is used for outdoor landscaping, and the governor said it's past time to aggressively embrace water-saving strategies. In 1933, Franklin Roosevelt established the Civilian Conservation Corps, which created jobs during the Great Depression. The program put almost three million men to work, planting billions of trees and building water lines, trails, and new parks. Now, Democrats are pushing a Climate Conservation Corps to address impacts from global warming. It would invest in conserving public lands and waters, restore coastal areas, and expand regenerative agriculture. While the details are still vague, President Biden's plan for the Corps would emphasize strengthening communities against wildfires and hurricanes. Workers would clear brush and fire-prone areas, restore wetlands to retain water, and remove invasive species. A Corps could also build infrastructure for renewable energy and help the national parks with its $12 billion maintenance backlog. Last week, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer vowed to ensure that a robust climate conservation Corps is part of a final reconciliation package that would only need the support of Democrats to pass. If you suffer from seasonal allergies, you might feel with each passing year that they're getting worse. And according to a recent study, pollen concentrations have increased in North America, and the season is over 20 days longer than it was in 1990. One big reason is climate change. Warmer temperatures, more CO2 in the atmosphere, and even air pollution are aggravating allergies. CO2 can make plants bloom more, creating additional pollen. And when pollution particulates attach to pollen grains, it can make them explode into tiny pieces that are more easily absorbed into your respiratory tract. But those aren't the only reasons. City planners may also be to blame for something called botanical sexism, planting more male trees than female ones. The logic was that male trees don't drop messy seed pods or fruit, but instead release pollen, which is less burdensome to maintain. Tom Ogren, a horticulturalist and pollen allergy expert, 
told Texas News Today that the preference for planting male trees might not have been worth it after all. He said that if you took all the seeds that fell from female trees and weighed them against the extra climate-induced pollen from male trees, it would probably be a wash. Moving forward, experts recommend planting a variety of trees, both male and female, focusing on using native species and advocating for cleaner air. And finally, with all the news about floods, extreme storms, drought, and wildfires, it can feel overwhelming to think of ways to battle climate change. While organized protests might grab headlines, there's a subtle mode of activism that's growing in popularity. Guerrilla gardening is the act of cultivating plants in public places without permission, like vacant lots or neglected areas next to sidewalks which are full of weeds or worse, just bare soil. Jenny Van Gestel with Guerrilla Gardeners Netherlands told Euronews reclaiming these places can have far-reaching impacts from improving biodiversity to lowering temperatures in hot urban areas. These rehabilitated green spaces can manage water better from catching runoff during extreme storms to maintaining soil health during droughts. Ellen Miles, founder of Dream Green, says living in greener neighborhoods improves mental health, increases lifespans, and builds community. Gardening on public land is potentially illegal, so if there's an abandoned lot or bare median in your neighborhood beckoning you to plant, you might want to contact local officials before you dig. That said, cities which have stretched budgets and small staffs are often more than happy to have the help. That's it for this week in water. We'll see you next time.